0: Welcome to another episode of Growth Marketers Podcast. I'm Samuel Timothy,
1: and I'm Taylor Rowe. Um, Today's episode, uh, we dove a little bit deeper into one topic that we've we've talked a bit about on the podcast. Um, It's it's a lot about attribution, and specifically about um, a a phenomenon or channel or buzzword, whatever you want to call it, um, called dark social or referred to dark social. Um, So we dove into how as marketers um, can we continue to Add value and, and drive qualified leads and sales uh, when uh, attribution may not be clear or things that are happening uh, offline that may be out of our control. So hopefully there's some some good uh, strategies in here that you can take and implement into your business. Um, let us know in the comments um, how you've uh, inf- how you, how this has affected you as as a marketer and in your business. Uh, and as always, give us a like give us a subscribe so hopefully enjoy the episode
0: so taylor i know there's a lot of conversation around you know what channels really works the best when it comes to attracting new customers and we all know without a doubt word of mouth is still by far the best uh, way to reach customers and and get people to buy but we all know it's also one of the most unpredictable and one channel that you can not really measure. So, we want to get into that today, and talking a little bit a little bit more about how people can actually increase the the um, amplify the word of mouth, and also how can you have a better control on measuring whether or not it's actually working.
1: Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, as as B two B marketers, uh, sometimes it's hard to admit that uh word of mouth is is typically really the the best marketing channel i mean if you look at and you talk to any sales department uh referrals from existing customers i mean they close at extremely high rates um they stay along for they stay around for a long time they they come with a built-in sense of trust Uh, as people we've always we've always made purchase decisions that way right i see it a lot um, in the consumer market, specifically on like a Facebook or something like that, you'll see people ask like, who do you recommend for tree trimming? Or I'm looking for a, you know, a babysitter whatever that would be. I mean, anything where you, you feel like, Hey, I need to find someone I can trust. You, you ask your peers, right. Um, and to be honest, regardless of the level of, uh, I guess expertise that someone has, like just in experience, someone would say, like if you, like I give that example of a tree trimmer, is like if you got your tree trimmed one time, you might pipe up in that conversation and say, Hey, this is who I use. They did a great job. Even if you've had no experience with any other tree trimming business, and all of a sudden that company has that built in credibility authority, right? Um, and so what we want to talk about today is like two things. One is what does that mean for us in terms of our marketing and our attribution? And two, like you said, how can we scale something like that? That seems to be so unscalable. Um, and the truth is it's the reason we don't like it as marketers, we talk about word of mouth referrals, those kind of things. Um, because it's very difficult to track and measure and uh, show attribution, right? If we're, you know, we're a marketing team and we're in a board meeting, it'd be much easier to point and say, we spend $10,000 on Google ads, we got $100,000 in return, right? Every single click, we see the attribution, we see what they looked at our website, they converted, same thing with social media ads. Um, It's just not that simple, right? Uh, There's a lot of sharing that happens. There's a lot of conversations that happen offline. um, And it's not a direct line of uh, you know linear path to conversion, if you will. Um, So what I want to talk about is this idea of um, what's kind of referred to in terms of like a buzzword is just re- referred to as dark social. Um, and what, what really that means is just social interactions that are happening. It doesn't necessarily even have to be social media, but social interactions that are happening that ultimately lead to, um, that word of mouth type referral, uh, traffic or leads to your website. So examples would be, uh, chats, uh, messenger, um, Direct direct messages on LinkedIn, emails, phone calls, text messages, right? Um, so as a marketer, let's just give a very specific example. It's like, as a marketer, let's say you you create tons of content. You're you're putting a lot of effort into blog posts or social media posts, uh, and I see a post on social media that I think is something that's really great for our business. I take a screenshot of that post. I post it in, you know, Microsoft Teams or chat, uh, Slack message. I send it to you and say, "Hey, I think this is something we should look at," and then you go to their website and, you know, fill out a form or you reach out to a sales rep. Right? Uh, As a marketer, you accomplished exactly what you're trying to do, but it might be the most frustrating thing in the world because you have no idea where that lead came from. And if you're so focused on (laughs) tracking attribution and looking at ROI per channel and really getting down in, in really what I would think is overanalyzing it, um, you're, you're going to be spinning in circles because you can't attribute that. But in reality, that's a huge percentage of how business happens. That's how people operate is, uh, through those type of non trackable, so to speak, interactions.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, like I was alluding to earlier, we all know word of mouth is extremely powerful because, you know. People take other people's you know, recommendations and advice very seriously because that's someone's real world experience of using that product or service or the company, and then they know that hey I can save a lot of headache by not have you know using this uh, you know this recommendation because I know that they already kind of went through that same process or the product or whatever the case might be. So I think we, we all know it's super important. But then we don't know how to really replicate what happens in the real world in conversations with your neighbor, asking who did your offense. In the real world, as marketing, uh, as marketers in the B two B space, how do you make that same sort of conversations happen at large? Right. Um, so, what are some practical ways we can influence that? Um, and we know that it's happening, like you said, that dark web is probably where you know dark dark social is where it's happening. But how do you influence us marketers to make such conversations happen very organically?
1: Right, so I think we need to look at this happening, and in, instead of looking at it as oh man, like we can't track these channels um, because such a high percentage of is happening offline, or it's it's it might not even be that we can't track it; it's that we're attributing it to the wrong channel. Um, so, for example, the explain the the uh, scenario I just outlined of I saw something, I took screenshots, and it to you. You go to the website and convert. That's going to come as uh, A direct conversion, right? It's going to show up in your Google Analytics or HubSpot or whatever you're using as direct traffic because you went directly there. Or maybe you you didn't go directly there because I didn't even send you the link. I sent you a screenshot. Maybe you went to Google and typed in Mm -hmm. the company's name and then went and now all of a sudden it's attributed to organic search, right? So what do you do as a marketer? Do you look at that and say, let's dump more money into SEO? SEO is our number one channel. What do you do if all of a sudden, month over month, you're Direct traffic is growing, right? what do you attribute that to? Mm. And I think that's part of it is just understanding the bigger picture is like, what are we doing as a marketing department? We're looking to generate qualified leads. We're looking to influence pipeline, right? We're looking to influence the actual amount of opportunities and revenue we have in the pipeline. And that's the ROI you should look at Is like total marketing spend, total pipeline influence, and sometimes stop nitpicking those individual channels because of things that are happening. like. If you see a correlation, we're spending more money on social media and then each month as we spend more money on social and as we create better content, we're getting more direct traffic, we're getting more leads. Like it doesn't take a a rocket science to understand like, Hey, there's some sort of correlation there. So to go back to your question, like, what can we do? We need to create more opportunity for this to happen, which means we need to to focus more on education. We need to, to cast a net within the audience that we're trying to influence um and we need to ultimately get more customers right because if word of mouth is the most powerful marketing channel that we have that means we need more customers we need to make those customers more happy we need to have interactions with them and understand what would make what would get you know have them be so excited and so happy that they would share that with somebody else um and for whatever reason i think that's a missing piece of a lot of people's marketing initiatives is like we're so focused on things that we can measure in some performance based marketing channels is like we just, we're looking at these numbers at the clicks, the cost per clicks, the conversion rates, and everything is just numbers and not so much of like the people that you're actually trying to market to. So as marketers, all we're trying to do is create more opportunities, more opportunities for our demographic to see our content, to interact and engage with our brand, more opportunities for people to come to our website, more opportunities for our sales reps to have conversations with potential customers. And by doing that consistently, creating more opportunities, creating more FaceTime, creating more value, you're going to inherently start getting this aspect of it where we're building credibility and trust through referrals, through word of mouth. So it might not be the the answer that, again, every analytical type marketer wants to hear is like where how do we track all of this? Um, and I think there's some ways you can track it with certain sharing links and those kind of things. But overall, less focus on, attribution and you know attributing to the right channel and more focus on creating opportunities to get in front of our audience.
2: Hey, thanks for listening. Solomon here. Are you frustrated because you're not getting enough inbound leads? You're worried that the leads that you're getting are not qualified? Or maybe you're disappointed in the conversion rate from the leads to customers, right? It's really, really low. Well, I got good news for you. I talk to business owners every single day. You're not alone. All right. Business go through this when there is a lack of strategy. Sometimes Uh, maybe the approach isn't appropriate for your situation or sometimes you got all of those things right, but it was just poor execution. I'll tell you what. Head over to OneIMS.com and fill out one of our forms. Talk to one of our consultants. That's all we do. We talk to business owners day in and day out. Share with us your challenges and see if we're a fit, right? See if we can find you a solution to your growing pains. You know, our hope here at one IMS and especially with this podcast, is to give you the tools, the technology, the ideas, the strategies, everything we possibly can for you to succeed. All right. So thank you for listening. And let's get back to our topic for the day.
0: you know just to kind of uh, reiterate what you mentioned earlier you know you are going to see a direct you know you're going to probably see an inf- uh, increase in the direct traffic you're probably going to see an increase in the organic search of your brand name those are probably all indications so i think one of the ways that i guess marketers can do a better job of measuring if uh, there are some uh, word of mouth influenced overall increase in sales is probably to have some sort of a benchmark reports on hey, when we started as our uh, our company or when we started our marketing, here's where we were in terms of our total organic traffic. Here's how many organic searches were happening for our brand name. And then here's now what our total organic traffic or our direct traffic, how has that increased over time? Because I think that might be one way to see all the impact yeah. of every sort of marketing campaigns that are happening. Um, that, that's actually influencing the total search traffic that comes to your website that's probably around your brand name or someone coming directly to your site.
1: Right. Um, and just a couple of stats. There's a, a couple of studies that I was doing some research before we we did this podcast. There's a, a company called Rhythm One uh, who did a study uh, a couple of years ago, actually. Um, and at the time, it was about 84% of, according to their study, about 84% of shares uh, happened via dark social, meaning channels that are not... Uh, trackable in the in the traditional metrics right when i say that is like when you post something on linkedin or or facebook if the people share that on that same channel they go and click share and they share it to their page or share it to their friend or something like that uh you get metrics on that but anything other than that copying a link sending it in uh you know, text message, taking a screenshots, sending it via Slack, anything along those lines, you know, conversations on the phone. Like, oh, I actually just saw a post about this the other day. Have you checked out, you know, company X, Y, and Z? Those kind of things are not trackable in that perspective, right? Um, and I think it's important to understand when you're creating content and when you're, again, your goal as a marketer is to, to get in front of your audience, right? That's what we're all trying to do is like capture the attention of our audience. Um, so you also have to understand like the le- the stage of the funnel, if you will, that they're in, in the format of the concept. So a perfect example is this podcast, right? I mean, we, we happens to us all the time. we will have conversations with people and say, I listen to your podcast all the time, this and that. And so it's like someone that listens to this podcast or a podcast, they can go to, you know, they're listening on Spotify. They can actually copy that link or they listen on Apple, you know, and they copy that link and they Text it to a friend, right? Someone, this gets posted on YouTube, same thing, copy the link, send it in Messenger, right? And so, like that interaction, like that might get you in terms of metrics that you're tracking, you might see one additional view, right, on that video or two additional views and it may seem inconsequential, but like now that is coming from, you know, let's say a CEO of a company watched the video, sent it to their marketing manager and said, hey, can you reach out to this company, right? that one view turned into one lead that already comes with inherent credibility. It's like, hey, my CEO asked me to, to reach out to you. So there's a lot more than just the numbers. It's it's the the people behind the numbers and where they're at in, in the stage, in the funnel, if you will. So like I said, it's, it's not... It's the content that you're creating that's top of the funnel, middle of the funnel, the education content that this happens with most time. And the problem is those, as you mentioned, the attribution shows up in those bottom of the funnel metrics, direct traffic, organic search. It could be even paid search, right? They could go to Google search, they click on a a branded ad, um, and all of a sudden you get credit to the paid search team or the paid search agency. Um, And it's not saying that that interaction isn't important or you shouldn't pay for that click, but it's just understanding like doing that alone is not the same results as doing everything. Um, And you're going to get better results by continuing to focus on these opportunities for education that lead to those shareable moments
0: yeah, and I think this is where maybe an ABM or account based strategy is also pretty effective because I think in the traditional sense when you're talking about um, you know b2b marketing you're thinking about and you know, try to get somebody from you know like your particular decision maker to consume your content convert into a lead and then have a sales conversation and ultimately close into a deal but if you are trying to work the entire account then you can actually have content being naturally promoted to the entire organization or specific departments and having them consume that content and then get the word across the whole organization, right? So if someone finds value in whatever content they consumed, it's very natural for them to actually, like you said, just copy and paste the link and put it in Slack channel and say, hey, I just read this blog or I saw this case study or whatever the case might be. And then that word gets around the whole organization. And now all of a sudden, you just influence that entire company. Um, So I think account-based strategy has... um, some way can actually help um, increase this word of mouth conversations happening inside organizations for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, again, as marketers, we'd love to be able to like look, sit back and look at a chart and show, uh, you know, hey, they, this person opened our direct mail that we sent to them. They opened our email, then they went to the website, then they watched a video on YouTube and then they did all these kind of things, right? Then they shared this messenger, a message in Slack to their peer and now all of a sudden it's spread. And now four or five people within the organization are looking at the website or, you know, then they messaged a peer on LinkedIn because they saw they were connected with the CEO. Like you wish you could track all of that, but you can't. But in reality, that's how people make purchase decisions, right? Especially big ticket B2B, ultimately relationship driven and relationship based organizations. Um, It's always going to be that way. So it's Understanding that as marketers, like we know that that's the case. So now, how do we influence it? Right? It's just understanding the variables that we're like. It's like you know, play with the play with the cards that you're dealt. It's like here's the reality of the situation. This is how people make decisions. It's always going to be based on trust, credibility, um, conversations that that ultimately happen offline. So if that's the case, how can I give myself, my company, the best opportunity to be in those conversations? Right? Uh, and sometimes that's doing things that are not trackable, not scalable, so to speak, but doing that consistently over time is where you're going to get enough volume where it then becomes scalable, right? Because again, more customers you bring on, the more opportunity you have for those word of mouth opportunities. So, um, that's, that's really the the gist of it. And again, unfortunately it's not all trackable. Again, I think there's, there's certain tools that you can leverage, um, to track things. I think, you know, <laughs> early on in the social days, they, you know, like, uh, tools like bitly and those kind of things help with that. Because it's like, if people are going to copy paste this link, at least we can see how many hits it has and how many shares it has. Uh, but again, you're not going to be able to, uh, at least not legally, uh, track people's phone calls and conversations, um, uh, unless you're working at Facebook or something like that. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately you can't track it all. Um, but over time, again, if you're just tracking marketing, spend marketing output, uh, to, inbound leads, pipeline influence, those kind of things, uh, you're going to see that trend and it's going to be trackable. There's going to be a little bit of gray area in between.
2: Yeah,
0: I guess the the, the, the the good news is essentially with the access of digital platform, we're able to reach people much broader than a neighbor telling you another neighbor who cut their trees, right? So I think mm-hmm. that's the beauty of it, right? We're able to influence accounts and right. organizations and companies across the world through digital channel by having the ability to promote content that you're creating and creating it at at scale and increase the likelihood of having a lot of organic conversations that ultimately leads to the word of mouth. um, Yeah. I
1: mean, that's the the beauty of it, right? Is the beauty of social is the reach, the scalability is like everything that we're trying to do. It's just what more marketers get frustrated. And I think give up is like, there's no traction i'm creating the content i'm promoting it to the right people i'm connected with the right people on linkedin and i just get nobody's liking no one's commenting no one's engaging no one's sharing all those kind of things and you do that for a couple months and then you give up and that unfortunately is what i would say 90 percent of marketers i see do in the b2b space uh the companies that grow consistently and you see we see it all the time we just talked about a company is like their organic traffic if you look at organic just through those tools went from like 60,000 to a million organic visitors it's like well how do they even do that and you look at it and each month each year their the people that are searching for their brand name is consistently going up so it's being attributed again to organic but if you look deeper I mean creating tons of content so tons of social content uh, tons of you know podcasts videos all those kind of things trainings Sponsorship opportunities uh, within their target market, so that's why their organic traffic is going up uh, because they're doing everything else that is not trackable and scalable by the traditional playbook. Um, and so, yeah, we see that all the time. And and I think if there's one key takeaway, it's it's that again, just focusing on what you know intuitively is right, like what type of content is going to be. Is going to resonate with your audience is going to be helpful and then what channels we can get in front of them if you have those pieces right then it's just about consistency if you have any anything to add to this topic if you have any of your own anecdotal uh sort of experiences with this type of uh you know marketing or what you've seen from uh you know your own business we'd love to hear it send us a message um as always give us a like subscribe uh, share this with a friend, uh, share it offline, dark social channels uh, so that we can't track it. But uh, nevertheless, they'll, they'll get to see the episode. So thanks again.
2: All right, so if you enjoyed this episode, here are five things that you could do to help us. Number one, make sure you click that subscribe button so you never miss another show. Number two, share this with a friend that you know needed to hear this. And three, leave us a comment. We love hearing your thoughts, your ideas, things that you've learned so others can learn from you. And four, if you have a topic that you'd like us to cover, let us know so we can put that in our notes and share our insight, all right, for our next episode or the one after that. And finally, you guys, join other growth marketers, head over to oneims.com and check out all the resources that we have made just for you. I'm talking guides, webinars, blogs, videos, anything that could help you become a growth marketer, all right, so thanks a lot for joining us this week on the Growth Marketers Podcast, and I will see you next time.